Hello, and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yeah? We had a week off. Uh, yeah, it was actually unplanned. We thought we were taken care of for the holidays. Yeah. But sickness struck. Yeah, I got back from, uh, from Minnesota and Missouri, respectively. And then, uh, that doesn't apply. No, that didn't work. That doesn't apply. Um, and, uh, and I was, uh, very ill, and, uh... And I just uh, wasn't really in the mood to record, so sorry, everybody, that, uh, that uh, you know, you missed out on, on this for, <laughs> for a week. Um, but, but to uh, make up for it, we're going to do two episodes. We're doing two episodes. One right. now, and then one will come up sometime in the middle of the Probably week. Probably Wednesday, Thursday, so okay. be on the lookout for that. Um, and uh, The main reason we're doing two episodes is because I am very anal, and I want the number of episodes to be the same number of weeks that we've been doing the show. Yes, yes, and there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. I... When you came up with the idea of it, I remember thinking, like, like ah, two in one week, and it's like, well, it does still equal out. And yeah. I was very pleased with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's it's well after the holidays for a lot of people, but we have not been back. So there's a few. First off, thanks to Mike Vanderweist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a fun episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Got a lot of interesting feedback uh, on the forum, and uh, and it was just it was a lot of fun. And so, um, and then also... Uh, Thanks everybody for um, you know the the, the uh, characters are now up yeah. uh, on the website. You can see everything, and thanks for your feedback on that. Um, and uh, yeah, David, how were your holidays? I mean, more or less uneventful. I didn't didn't go home. Yeah. Um, but uh, mom and the Sibs came out here for uh, New Year's because we went to the Rose no, that's Parade a group, right? That's uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, we went to we went to the Rose Parade, and then we went down to San Diego for a few days. San Diego? What'd you do in San Diego? Stuff. Uh, we all went right. to a museum. Oh, all right. You didn't go to SeaWorld? No. Oh. <laughs> I knew a guy, when I was in, uh, when I lived in Ventura, uh, there was a guy who went to our church who was a, uh, who, like, s- seasonally would be like a, like a trainer at SeaWorld, but he would be like one of the performers during the Shamu show. Uh-huh. And he was, and you know, I think it was at this point it was probably 12, 13 years ago when Shamu went insane uh-huh. and like grabbed the trainer and took them to the bottom of the tank and just held them there. No, I guess knowing that it would drown the trainer. Uh-huh. And then finally the, the Shamu like, came to his senses and let the trainer up and the trainer lived that's the guy that went to my church huh. and uh he you know uh spoke about uh, miracles and uh, that sort of thing <laughs> and uh he had some uh, crazy scars as one can imagine so huh. uh so yeah and um it was kind of interesting uh that has nothing to do with the holidays but uh, well i'll tell you what i did do over my holidays okay go ahead i did a little bit of uh catching up movie wise okay. saw um you know some stuff that uh that i mean i guess it's the time of the, it's the time of year the holidays are where you need to people like us feel this need to see certain movies you know because yeah. that there's like this pressure put on us by the whole awards system but uh, i don't know if it's really pressure some of, us, some of us like to do a uh, year-end recap of our favorite films of the year and uh, yeah and we'll end up that doing that and we'll, but we'll do that because here's the thing we're not critics and we don't get to go we're not officially right critics right anyway and by the way if anyone wants me or tyler but me <laughs> 
no, uh, obviously me or Tyler or both, to uh, write or do reviews for money. That would be awesome. Absolutely. And we're Absolutely. Not, that's kind of why we're doing this. Uh, yeah. We never really made that clear, but yeah. come on, people. Exactly, yeah. So it's, been, it's been 94 weeks, and uh, no, it's been 95 weeks, and yeah, we're in right. the top 100 uh, audio of our film and TV <laughs> podcasts. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, so when are we going to get some love? Yeah. Anyway, so because we're cut that out, by the way, go ahead. <laughs> are we? No. <laughs> okay. Because uh, because of all all those reasons, we don't get to go to festivals. We don't get to see everything by the end of the year. So right. we tie our uh, those who maybe weren't listening last year. I remember we, we tie our best of closer to the Oscars, right? Uh, because people are in that mood again, and because we've had a chance to sort of see things, right? But I've done well uh, this year, better than past years, actually seeing stuff. Um, I did worse uh, this year yeah. because well, last... I'm single now, You're, so uh, yeah, I can and I, you know, I, I don't know. There's certain my the, the Teresa would not have wanted to come see "I've Loved You So Long" with me, so <laughs> not going to get to see that kind of stuff. But that movie was good. I, I have no doubt of that. Uh, you have a blog about it uh, up on the website. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I don't want to. Draw too much attention to that. To the blog? Yeah. I mean, to not, not to I loved you so long. Oh, okay. Because I just don't want to repeat myself. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, fair enough. No, I'm just saying, I'm saying uh, anybody who, if you want to find out uh, David's uh, thoughts on I've loved you so long, just go to the blog. Yeah. And uh, that sort of thing. We have so, yeah, three uh, new blogs. It's very exciting. Yeah, we're getting back on the blogging horse. Yeah. Um, there, the holidays were a time for us to refresh ourselves. Exactly. And now, it's very and now I'm up, uh, up, I'm up and blogging again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> See, I've, I've said I love you so long. I saw Milk. I saw Slumdog Millionaire. I saw Gran Torino. Yeah. Um, I saw Revolutionary Road. It's weird. There is no, there is no, uh, you know, um, overlap with what I saw and what you saw. It's lots of fun. Yeah, you saw the stuff that I don't want to see. Right, but <laughs> you, but uh, I saw Doubt. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, well, I'll say that for another time. But okay. it's the the acting, of course, is wonderful, and the writing is very solid. But um. I saw Valkyrie, uh-huh. which uh, was good. It was very good. Was it? Um, the only problem, as far as I can tell, the filmmaking was 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 great. I would say, um, you know, Brian Singer. Like, you kind of forget because he doesn't make movies very often. But you kind of forget, like, he's kind of a master craftsman. Like, and he really he can crank up the tension in a story that you do know the ending of. You know, mm-hmm. and and you're just like, oh my gosh, are they gonna do it? Well, no, of course they're not going to do it. You know that, right? You know, but uh, but it's really uh, it, from that point of view, it's really great. Um, I, I will maybe I'll write a blog about this, but uh, I don't think so because um, I just had a new thought about it uh, about the movie today. Um, a lot has been made about uh, the lack of accents. It's basically Tom Cruise and a bunch of British people. You know they're British because they sound British, and yeah. um, I'm okay. With no German accents, however, you don't have to do a German accent. Like there's a certain. Fr- I apologize if this is a generalization to any like German listeners we have, but there's a movie called Enemy at the Gates. It's not a very good movie. But I never thought. Okay, Ed Harris plays a German in it. He does not do a German accent, but he adopts a German cadence. Like there is a very definite, a very kind of efficient. Yeah, I don't think you need to apologize for that. Every I think a lot of yeah. different. I mean, it's because you, you know, could like certainly like Scottish people have a very noticeable yes. Yes. cadence, you know, with or without the accent. Yeah, and so his, you know, cold, emotionless, 
Heartless. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, keep, I, let's, okay. Um, let's not take back the apology anymore. Okay. Um, but uh, if they had adopted that, I think I think it would have been a lot more forgivable. But the thing is, the, the you know the characters they kind of know that their plot is doomed to fail. But the whole idea is they want to show the world that this is the thought that I had today. They wanted to show the world that not every German is this. Not every German is a Nazi. Not is not 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 every German is on board with what Hitler is doing. Mm-hmm. And so this story is kind of a way of, of showing that. But at the same time, by having these characters be American and British, it's you're kind of right. undercutting that message. And so uh, only so I viewed it as just kind of you know, kind of a flaw in the filmmaking. But then when I realized like what the larger what the larger point of the story was. Um, it's like, oh yeah, they really should have done something to at least so that I at least associate these characters with Germans, you know, because uh, they don't sound like it. Oh, you that's know, a good they point. just sound like the Allies, you know. And uh, but aside from that, it's uh, it's a very good movie, very taut, very uh, very good thriller. Um, but aside from that, I also saw. I'm glad to see Christopher McQuarrie is 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 writing again. Did Seems... he write that? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, and it's uh. It's it's written very well, as far as I can recall. Oh, I also um, saw the wrestler. No, just, the wrestler. That's not that I have anything right. to say about it, but just running down my list of awards bait that I've seen. Yeah, I also saw stuff that wasn't really awards bait. I saw Hellboy Two, The Golden Army, which I kind of really liked, <laughs> and I saw a favorite of yours, David. I know, Midnight Meat Train. Oh yeah, I watched that with my brother-in-law. More on that later. Um, but uh, and then I also here. Uh, I watched a movie that apparently is awards bait as far as screenplay and stuff, but mm, shouldn't be, uh-huh. which is Burn After Reading. Oh. Which, like, it's up for a uh, Writers Guild Award, huh. you know, and it's, you know, it's it's not awful. I mean, it's, it's a fun little movie. It's a delightful, you know, farce, um, and I'll be, br- I'll be bringing that movie up later as well, but, you know, I mean, and it's, and it's written fine, but, like... One of the best screenplays of the year, really. Like mm-hmm. I don't. It's a. It's been a weak year, but even then, like you can probably find uh, another one. You know. Yeah. Um. I think. I think it's just one of those things. I think it's like. Uh, I think the Coens, to a certain degree, are viewed like Woody Allen when it comes to writing. Like, if they've written something, something even mildly uh, respectable of yeah. some kind, they'll usually get at least a just a courtesy nomination that's like oh you're working again here you go <laughs> um but uh anyway so that's that's all that i've seen uh, i will be watching the duchess probably this evening yeah i want to see that despite the fact that it has Kira knightley in it right and i don't like her it's got ray fines and he's getting uh, rave reviews yeah i like him so but okay uh, well you mentioned midnight meat train i sure did <clears throat> now there's this part in midnight meat train <laughs> i mean there's a lot of them but there's one part that features Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi, brother of Sam. Yeah. You can... Uh... Now, I'm not going to give away any spoiler alerts, but this scene is awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I said I wasn't going to give any spoilers, but you know what? Spoiler alert. In fact, this, this whole, whole episode, episode yeah. kind of spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, we're going to do... Let's get into it, shall we? We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to talk about... We wanted to do just sort of a light, fun episode since we were gone, you know, for a couple yeah. weeks and we're doing another one. So, this is awesome death scenes. Yeah. And here's the thing. There are best death scenes yeah. or the most effective death scenes. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We are talking about awesome death scenes. 
And it's interesting that uh, that we came up with this topic because I was talking to a friend of mine last night, in fact, about how uh, the if if there's one concept in modern film that bothers me, it's the concept of awesome, where <laughs> like the you know the Brett Ratner Michael Bay mentality of like oh this movie's gonna be awesome is is it gonna be good there Brett it's gonna be awesome uh-huh. like and uh, so and you'll, you you can always tell an awesome movie when you see it I'd say Wanted is kind of uh, an awesome well, yeah but movie. that's aiming for awesome it's yeah. aiming for awesome but, I mean, yes. there are awesome movies that are good oh yes absolutely I, mean, I feel like I bring this up all the time but the yeah. Transporter movies are awesome okay and go- I didn't see the third one yet but okay Transporter one and two awesome yeah and and uh, sorry i didn't mean to say that the two uh can't go together it's just that you know in these fact, days so many people are concerned with the awesomeness that they forget about the quality as you, well you know you mentioned brett radner and michael bay mm-hmm. uh, and people who uh who suck at awesome or who force their awesome a little much yeah. i think the best uh the best proponent of awesomeness in cinema out there yeah to me is still luke Besson. okay and i think Sooner or later, I want to do an episode on him because I, I want to rescue his reputation. Okay. Because I like Luke Besson, both as a, as a director and a producer. Yeah. And a screenwriter. Uh, I think I've only seen one of his movies at this point. So that you that he's directed. Yeah. Well, you have to see some more because he so. he is the best at awesome. I think. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know. I uh, I can I you know I think uh, John Favreau is pretty good at awesome, but uh, but he hasn't had a whole he hasn't had a lot of experience with it, so that yeah. remains to be seen how awesome he'll get. Okay, he'll remain because I think I think Iron Man is awesome. Iron Man is awesome. Yeah. So, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so we are not talking about effective death scenes. You know, yeah, moving death scenes. Yeah, you know, uh, you're not going to run tear across jerkers. Yeah, you know, no uh, no Bergman here. Of course, <laughs> not not that his movies are particularly emotional, but. Right. Uh, but yeah, we are going with awesome death scenes because it's fun. Now, here's the thing. Here's my concern, David. You and I have come out against uh, a flippant attitude towards film violence. Yeah. Okay. And yet, we're about to talk about death scenes that made us laugh or made us be like, "Oh, that's great." How do we reconcile this? I'm going to throw that to you, David. Uh, how do we make this okay? Because these will take place in movies that are. Uh, in somewhat some way separate from reality and yeah. uh set up their own morality yeah know? that's true um i i, w- I want to start off the discussion here okay with talking about this is a discussion you and i have had before okay. uh the funniest fatal headshot scenes in movies <laughs> people getting shot in the head that make you laugh yeah and i'm gonna rank them right here okay i've got three and i'm gonna go from three to one okay here we go number three kiss kiss bang bang uh, that's on my list here. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. decides to play a game of Russian roulette with a guy to get some information. To get some information and manages to land the chamber in the the bullet in the one chamber. Yeah, and shoots the guy right in the head. Yeah, and does not see it coming. <laughs> yeah, and it's hilarious. That's completely ruining any chance of information. And now it's like, uh, now what? You know, <laughs> and just uh, yeah, that's um, a, hilarious. Uh, second one, and as far as actually just like making me laugh out loud. Yeah. This it's it's t- it's very close to first. Second one okay. is uh, Dennis Hopper shooting his like valet type guy in Land of the Dead, 
<laughs> Do you remember that in the yeah. hallway? Yeah. Oh, what? oh, I forget what like, he says yeah, to like, distract him. Look over there. It's like something yeah. really obvious, and yeah. then shoots him in the back of the he's head. He's like, "Oh, hey, what's that?" Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, and then, okay. of course, the funniest, which I'm sure we've mentioned in the show before, no question, is White Boy Bob <laughs> running up the marble staircase and out, out, out of sight, <laughs> tripping and shooting himself through the head. I remember when I saw that. I saw it with. Uh, with a friend of ours named Matt Bennett, and we just threw the movie, and we didn't know because we it, it was a new release, so there wasn't a lot of. And I was kind of young, so I w- I wasn't really aware of some of the critical acclaim that it uh-huh. had gotten, and I knew nothing about it. I didn't know who Elmore Leonard was or anything like uh-huh. that, so I didn't yeah. know. I expected just kind of a just a straight up kind of action thriller. Uh-huh. I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was, and you certainly don't expect that. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> even with some of the amusing scenes that you've seen. Nothing prepares you for that. And yeah. what's more is I think probably some of the probably the best like one of the best moments of George Clooney's acting career is his response to that <laughs> because he has this moment of shock as you do as yeah. you would. And then but then he has this moment of acceptance and then a moment of well I guess that's not a problem anymore. <laughs> I guess yeah. uh we're good. All right, well moving on. And, and uh And it's it's yeah. great because because uh, you really don't see it. As funny as the movie is up to that point, yeah, you don't expect it at all. And I, I think a, a lot of people, I know that I saw it in the theater and I was the only person who laughed, and I laughed loudly yeah. when that happened. But like when I think to like this, this year's The Dark Knight when yeah. he kills the guy with the pencil, you know, oh yeah, the the theater cracked up. Yeah. Like for some somehow because it's the Joker or something, they're like expecting it. But Although I think it's also, I think that scene especially, uh, y- you just, and that's an awesome death scene, but I think it's a, it's a smile of more than, a, uh, a smile, I think it's a laugh of more than anything, just surprise, because you really right. don't see it coming, because how could you ever see that coming? You're talking about the pencil? The pencil, yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the, he makes a joke about it too, he's going to make right. the pencil disappear. Right. But, um, yeah, I, out of sight, I, I, I thought, am I some sort of monster? Like, that was hilarious, right? But no one else in the theater was laughing. Yeah, that's uh, even a nervous chuckle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. That's very strange because when I watched it with my friend, it just it comes out of nowhere, and he and I are just laughing at that, and we were around it and watched it again <laughs> because it's you know it's over like that. I mean, yeah. it's just over, and you're like, uh, okay, so now that's done. Although you know, Pulp Fiction has a funny uh, gunshot to the head as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, and now that I and here's the thing, I've got. As, as far as gunshots to the head go, we're, we're not done. Um, okay. I have a couple more. One of them. Now, David, I, I don't want to spoil this for you because it's a movie that just came out uh, this this le- this year. Okay, what is it? Burn After Reading. I'm not going to see it. You're not going to see it. <laughs> oh, I'll see it eventually. But All right. Listeners, we have told you spoilers. I'm going to tell you spoiler now. This movie just came out. All right? I don't want to spoil it for you. Brad Pitt, his character is stupid. All right? Uh-huh. He's just... He's very... He's he's an energetic kind of stupid, and he doesn't really understand what it is he's he's doing, and so there's a uh, a moment when he's in somebody's house, and uh, and he's like you know looking for for information, and then he hears somebody come in, and it's George Clooney, and it's like ah okay, and so he like runs away and he like runs into George Clooney's closet, uh-huh. and he doesn't know what to do, and so he's just standing there. And he sees George Clooney like walk up and go take a shower, and he's like, "Oh, maybe now is when I should leave." But he stays in the closet, and then George Clooney comes out, and George Clooney is a uh, uh, he's a U.S. Marshal, and he and so he has a gun, and then 
Brad Pitt sees that in the closet there's a gun, and he clearly he's contemplating like, oh maybe uh, maybe this could happen, uh, only to have George Clooney open the closet. George Clooney not expecting anyone to be in the closet. <laughs> Uh, Brad Pitt looking at him kind of gives him a little smile and gets shot in the fucking forehead. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about the language. I'm trying to curb it, but it is so like ha! Brad Pitt just got shot in the head. <laughs> and again, there is George Clooney like ah, uh, uh, what has happened now? Because he was just going to open the closet and get a shirt or something. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, now he's just murdered a man. Um, <laughs> and, it's, uh, and it's really fast, and you certainly don't expect it. You know, I mean, Burn After Reading, it's, you know, if you know the Coen brothers, you know that they do not shy away from funny violence. Right. But that, uh, but, you know, this has, like, George Clooney and Francis McDormand and, and Brad Pitt. Like, this was a big movie, you know. Uh-huh. And so audiences not who aren't really that familiar with the Coens... They must have watched that and just been like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> what was that? That's insane. Um, but uh, so that the movie, I said the movie has a few moments that are like really good. And that is definitely one of them. Um, another another uh, movie that it is not a comedy, but this scene has a has comedic elements to it. And that's uh, a history of violence. Uh-huh. And it's when uh, William Hurt. Uh, plays this kind of this mob boss, you know, uh-huh. and he finds himself uh, locked out of his own house uh-huh. with his uh, very good at killing people brother uh, inside the house. And so, so like, he has this moment where he realizes, like, ugh, I just got locked out. And so he's, and he's holding a gun, so he puts the gun under his arm and pulls out his keys and drops them. <laughs> and so then he goes after them, at which point the door opens and he looks up and his brother's aiming a gun at him. And it's just this kind of, this, it's actually kind of a funny moment. Yeah. But, and then he gets shot in the head. And so one could view that as kind of funny and kind of awesome. Yeah. But the weight of their relationship keeps yeah. it from being truly awesome. But it comes, <laughs> but the fact that something so serious comes after a moment of comedy uh, is is kind of a, a brilliant thing, uh, a brilliant bit of directing, I think. Yeah. Well, I can name another like serious-ish movie that has uh, a death scene that is awesome at, at, in the moment, and then has actual sort of consequences, and you feel yeah. kind of bad about it. Is um, uh, Robert De Niro shooting Bridget Fonda in Jackie Brown? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because that's kind of a it's it's a funny yeah it's a funny beat, and but then you're like, oh my god, like I can't believe he did that. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's a movie that. You know, I mean, uh, Elmore Leonard, his universe tends to lend itself to random violence. Uh-huh. Uh, not random in the sense, of, you know, it's like, oh, these characters are absolutely capable of this. But random in that, like, wh- how did he ju- He just shot somebody <laughs> in broad daylight in a parking lot. Yeah. You know, um, but that one, it is a little serious. I mean, it's funny, but like you said, it's got consequences and it takes place kind of in our reality. Yeah. And so you kind of feel bad for her, the idea oh, definitely. of her just being alone, dead in a parking yeah. lot. And yet you still end up feeling bad for Robert De Niro when he yeah. pays the consequence of having yeah. done that. Um, and his consequences are not nearly as funny or awesome. No. Um, but, uh, okay, so we've well, covered... Uh, have we covered gunshots? Go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, I think... I, well, I mean, I, I, there's a couple of other... There's... Um, these are less like gunshots and people being than, than people being riddled with bullets, which is of yeah. course Bonnie and Clyde. Right, it's pretty awesome. And then there's the 
particularly in the director's cut of RoboCop, the uh, oh. the board the boardroom scene <laughs> where the Ed Two Hundred Nine uh, malfunctions and <laughs> pumps that guy full of bullets for like forty five seconds. Right. <laughs> Not to mention RoboCop himself, uh, Murphy. Oh he gets yeah, the, that is not that's not it's awesome. not quite as that's awesome. very sad. But uh, that movie, now that I think about it, that movie is full of awesome deaths. Oh, uh, you're talking about Emil? Yeah, yeah. A guy who gets what's hit the with actor's toxic- name? Paul McCrane? I, is that his name? Uh, something like that. I don't recall. But uh, he gets splashed with uh, like toxic waste, and it's yeah, because he drives into the toxic waste yeah. thing, and it breaks and goes all over him. so then he's stumbling he's like melting yeah everyone already knows this but yeah. it's let's just recount it for a second because it's awesome he's stumbling <laughs> and it's he's melting you want to say and then um uh kurtwood smith is driving yeah uh and he's distracted for a second and he looks up and there's paul mccrane standing in the middle of the like alleyway and when he hits him his body just liquefies all yeah. over the front of the car yeah Awesome. It's it's awesome, and it's also kind of gross. You feel kind of bad for him a little bit. I understand he's a criminal, but to, yeah. still kind of a... And it's odd, because my uh, the next movie I was going to bring up is also a Paul Verhoeven film, which is Starship Troopers, Yeah, because that one has... That one, there's a lot of disturbing violence, but I was thinking of gunshot violence. Um, the accident oh, that yeah. happens in, uh, in boot camp, yeah. in which this guy... And once again, this it's followed. it follows a laugh, you know? Where this guy who's who's kind of a good natured guy, but he's kind of clumsy and stuff, uh-huh. and he takes his helmet off, and someone says, you know, it's like it's like why aren't you doing a you know why aren't you doing this? And he goes, I don't know, maybe because I'm big and dumb. And he uh-huh. says that, and it's kind of a chuckle line, and but his helmet is off, and then somebody gets hit, and and they discharge their weapon, and it basically destroys his head. Yeah, and one you know, and like. There's a lot of awesome deaths in that movie, yeah, but that one's kind of sad. Oh yeah, that one because for several reasons. One, it's that like, oh, this, like this is a death that could have been avoided so much, and yeah. and it's a sympathetic character, and and, all and that it's moments like the fact that it is sad. It's moments like that 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 I think prove that Paul Verhoeven really knows what he's doing in Starship Troopers. I feel like yeah. I mean, I've been defending this movie for uh, oh, yeah. all going on twelve years now. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> uh, and so I, I might I might be flogging. Uh, flogging a dead horse here but uh it, i i just want to always defend that movie like yeah. it's clear that he has mastery over the tone of that film it's not like yeah. that because it's a bad movie it's 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 that way because it's intentional yeah it's like oh yeah it's hokey because the because it's gotten away from him yeah really you think so <laughs> um well i want to uh, i want to move ever on finish talking about midnight meat train by the way no well, let's get back into it because i want to get into horror movies because okay. horror movies are you know rife Right, these sorts of things. So, Midnight Me Train. There's a Ted Raimi thing yeah. where, again, you know, I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to because I've given spoilers that Ted Raimi dies. Yeah, which won't come as a surprise when you see him. You yeah, figure you know, yeah. this guy's not going to last into the end of the scene. He has one scene <laughs> right, in the movie, right. and you kind of know that. Yeah, but it's I, like, I, oh, I, a new hero. Oh wait, no, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, um, but I won't. I won't spoil the pure awesomeness of both his death and the way that that scene yeah. plays out, which is, it's just like, there's like three awesome deaths in a row. Yeah, it gets, it's like exponential the way uh, <laughs> it's like, because it's st- that, because there's, there's three people uh-huh. and uh, all of them get killed. But the way, like the first one, you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. How are they going to top this? Oh, by what they just did. That's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here's another one. Oh my gosh, a POV. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and uh it's just like yeah, that one it's 
I watched that with my uh, brother-in-law, uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> and it was you know late at night, and we're and he's just like, uh, and he's very vocal about such things. He's like, oh, awesome! <laughs> it's like it is pretty awesome. I'm glad we can come together on this. So, um, okay, so midnight me train and horror in general. Well, okay, let's start with. Uh, there's a series of movies. There's a fourth one coming out that I'm excited about. That okay. are they only exist to present you with awesome deaths, which okay. is the Final Destination series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's all they're about. I don't even know where to start. I yeah. mean, because pretty much every death in all three movies is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. I kind of like the ones that are. I've only seen the first one. Yeah. Incidentally. Um, but, like, there are some where it's so – I remember people talked about, like, how these deaths are very Rube Goldberg-esque. Yeah. And I'd say that's about right. But the one that hit that got me the most is Sean William Scott because his is kind of simple, actually. Yeah. Um, in which uh, I believe it, – it's been a while since I've seen it. A train is going by, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? And, and there's, like – Well, first, there's a whole thing where they're on the tracks and you think that they're going to – yeah, they're gonna die, you know, and then like they get out of the way of the train finally. Yeah, and like they're having an argument while the train's still passing by. Yeah, and the train hits like I don't know, it's like a license plate or some sort of piece of metal. Yeah, like scrap metal. Yeah, and the force of the train causes it to spin. Yeah, off the tracks and it cuts his head in half at like an angle. Yeah, which is pretty. It's I like that little touch that it didn't. They could have gone with it just cut his head off, but right. no, it hits him mid head yeah. and at an upward angle. So it, his whole head isn't cut off. His brain is just cut in half. Yeah. And uh and also because it's Sean William Scott who is he's the comic relief of that movie and you're not used to really yeah. the comic relief dying. Usually the you know like a Jamie Kennedy granted he died eventually in Scream yeah. in the Scream movies, but in the first one he's kind of the comic relief and he, you keep him alive, you know. He's the one who kind of has a bewildered expression at the end of the movie, but he made it. Yeah. Not in Final Destination. Final <laughs> Destination, he's out. You know, yeah. he's like the third one out. But, uh... Well, yeah. let's name some other ones here. Uh, okay, go ahead. Of course, there's, a uh, In the... In, in the third one, uh... There's... One thing... I mean, Final Destination movies are rated R. Yeah. And, you know, pardon me for being a little... Whatever, guyish here. But R-rated horror movies, you kind of expect to see some tits. <laughs> Okay. And there's not a lot of tits in the first two movies. You didn't need. You didn't sound guyish until right there. Until you I. <laughs> but when I mean, normally I don't really use the word tits. But when it comes to horror movies, yeah, it's kind of a yeah, kind of fits. Yeah, that's what they are. Uh, so in the third one, there's the two girls who are both at the same time electrocuted to death while in tanning beds. Okay. Uh, which is an excuse to see. Uh, that whole scene they're naked and it's just an excuse to show tits and then then there's the whole but then there's a whole there's again a Rube Goldberg thing about how like the guy gets locked the guy who owns the tanning thing gets locked out because like this juice bottle tipped over and and like locked the door on him and like it's a whole thing about how it happens so that's cool okay Uh, Final Destination 2 has I think of the opening sequences you know because in the first one the plane just blows up yes right uh, and in the third one, it has the roller coaster accent, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, it has some cool stuff. The second one has the the pile up on the freeway. Okay, uh, which is like it's. I think it's definitely the longest of the three. Like opening, like the visions, you know, of stuff that that's what I'm talking about. Stuff that could happen that right. doesn't happen. Um, I guess the plane does blow up in the first one, but yeah. Uh, 
And I guess all this stuff does happen, but it just doesn't happen to our main character. <laughs> okay, second movie, go on. <laughs> but that one has just death after death, and it has the part where the uh, there's a truck that's carrying huge, huge logs, okay. and the logs come loose, you know? Okay. And you see sort of from the, uh, I think it's the cop, or it's some guy, uh, from his point of view in the car, mm-hmm. you see the log fall off, and it's in slow motion, and it bounces off the road, and then it's like right at windshield level okay. when he drives into it. Ugh. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, then as far as actual deaths in Final Destination, Final Destination 2, there's the kid who gets smashed by a pane of glass. Okay. Like literally flattened. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and then there's the one at the end, which is the most ridiculous probably in all three movies. Okay. Uh, uh, it's another whole like Rube Goldberg thing that sets up how this happens. But essentially, uh, this uh, there's an explosion uh, on a farm, and it sends uh, a chunk, like uh, a section of barbed wire fence flying through the air. Oh, nice. And it, so that it goes right <laughs> past, like, right through this kid. Okay. And then he's just standing there, and then his body just like falls apart in the pieces oh, uh, <laughs> like, that the barbed wire fence would have cut through. Yeah. So those similar are the awesomest to, uh, deaths in Final Destination. Similar to that scene in uh, Resident Evil, where... Uh, oh, with the lasers? With the lasers that, yeah. uh, you know, have the grit... I have several problems uh, as far as the story goes with that scene, but no, you shouldn't because I hate that I have to defend this movie because it's just nothing. an okay movie. But okay. it's you're, you're thinking of it as a computer that should shouldn't that should be more cold, you know? Yeah, and and, and logical. But this is AI that has grown and it's being cruel. That's the point of the. That's 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 who that character is. The, the character, as it were. I thought it was just doing, you know, and that's the thing. It's been a while since I've seen it. I thought it was just doing its programming. Like, I thought it was just, you know, it was just this is what it does when it is in a, in, like, a state of defense. No, I haven't seen it in a while either, but I seem to remember that, that it's, this it's, it's, it's more of a HAL uh, 9000 right. situation where it's making judgment calls and that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's being cruel, and it's fucking with these people. I suppose. Nonetheless... Whatever the whatever the computer is, that's still kind of a neat scene where yeah. <laughs> you know, it basically cubes up a guy. Um, now, uh, oh shoot! Oh yeah. Uh, so as far as like Rube Goldberg type deaths, I find you said pane of glass, uh-huh. and that reminds me of David Warner's death in the that's Omen. That's on my list. Uh, which is aside from the f- he gets his head cut off uh, by a pane of glass. Well, there's that, a there's a car accident. Yeah. That where the pane of glass is on top of the car. Yeah. And when the car stops short, the glass flies flies free. Yeah. And he looks up just in time, yeah. I think, for the pane of glass to cut his head perfectly off. Yeah. And the nice touch on this scene, I think this is what you're going to get into, so go well, ahead. Well, I was going to say the thing that bothers me is that there is no blood. Oh, okay. Like, it's clearly a prop head. That's neither here nor there. Let's let's just go with it. But, yes, I know where you're going, and go ahead. Well, the, the nice touch is it's it's like, you know, when you're playing, when you're playing pool. Yeah. And you want to, based on where... You hit the cue ball, or where the cue ball hits the ball, yeah, it's going to spin a certain way, yeah. And so, because of the direction of the glass, yeah, his head doesn't just pop off; it has like backspin on it, yeah, and it it like comes forward, I guess. Which is why I think, oh, if they had had blood, yeah, that would have been, been, yeah, yeah, that's um, a good point. But uh, but at the same time, what I was going to bring up, uh, yes, I forgot all about the spinning. I didn't forget about it, but I did, I wasn't going to mention it, but. Uh, in the commentary, the Omen commentary is one of the most interesting, I think, uh, yeah. that I've listened to. It's, it's Richard Donner. Comment. Richard um, Donner and Stuart Baird, the, okay. the editor. Okay. Who would go on to direct Executive Decision, 
uh, which has uh, Steven Seagal's death scene, which, it sure is, does. which is kind of cool because it's only 20 minutes in. You don't right. really see it coming. Yeah, the timing of it, I think, is what's cool about it um, and, the, and the, the casting decision there. But um, but uh, I remember it most for, for what uh, Richard Donner said in the commentary. And he, he says some things about, like, you know, some what he intended and it's like well what you're intended is not really what happened but that's uh-huh. you know but he does say something interesting about that scene is he they when the glass hits the the neck and david warner's head flies off it becomes it goes into slow motion at that point uh-huh. and he said that he wanted it to be he said that like he felt like people were conditioned that if people wanted to were covering their eyes at that point that they would probably only cover their eyes for a count of three uh-huh. because most hor- most horrific scenes usually last about three seconds and then it's on to s- it's at least on to a different shot uh-huh. and he said he wanted he slowed it down so that it would be about five seconds so that people would be covering their faces and then would look back and it still happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, I remember I was like that's an interesting little you know it's it's basing a decision on what you know or what you think about the audience, you know, um, uh-huh. and uh, wanting to frighten them. Um, but as far as, uh, as far as like horror death scenes, um, you know, probably the, like starting with like three and four, the Friday, the 13th, uh, movies, uh, usually had some interesting ones. Uh, but there's, there's one in general that really, uh, that I remember in which, uh, a guy, I don't, I don't remember which one, which movie it is because <laughs> who cares? They're all the same. Uh, but basically, um, this guy is driving like a Winnebago, uh-huh. and uh, and I believe his girlfriend is in the back, and he's driving and listening to music, and you know doesn't notice the fact that his girlfriend is being killed. She goes into like the bathroom, and uh, and of course a Winnebago is it's all like you know plastic paneling and stuff, and Jason is back there like fighting with her and stuff, fighting not the right word because he's killing her (laughs) sorry Uh, and so um and uh he finally grabs her her hair on the back of her head and hits her head into the plastic wall and then and it cuts to uh, a shot from outside in which you see her face uh you know like an imprint of her face on the outside of the winnebago and i remember my friends and i watched that and we're like ah! and i think a friend started clapping um but there was that and then there's i have to say that her face would probably have caved in before I, it would seem <laughs> I, it would appear so but it, to me i think it's just a comment on uh you know how America, we like our products, you know, cheap, and that means shoddy, and so you know, it's a it's a very cheap plastic, and so I think it's a social statement. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's not true at all. What I no, just yeah, said. I, I didn't um, think so. And then there's then there's one called uh, Jason X. Is that the one where he goes into space? Yeah, I think I, so. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I'm... there's a scene that you can find online uh, that is to me it's awesome, but it's a little disturbing. And I know it not it really shouldn't be, but this is. But I think because have you actually seen the movie? No. Yeah, you just saw the clip online. I'm sure in the context of the movie, with all the other <laughs> silliness, it's probably just plain awesome. More than likely, yes. But um, basically, uh, this uh, you know, Jason is aboard a spaceship in the future. <laughs> what a fun sentence I just said. <laughs> um, and so, uh, <laughs> and uh, there's a there's a uh, uh, this attractive female scientist who is uh, he's dead. Like, mo- like most female scientists, she's of course, uh, very attractive. Gorgeous. 
And um, I'm in the wrong field, actually. I should have gotten into <laughs> into scientism because then I would have met all the all the gorgeous ladies. <laughs> uh, well done, David. Um, anyway, so David, uh, I'm sorry, Jason is laying on a table dead. Um, oops, that was a slip of some kind. Um, so Jason's laying on a table dead, and then she's, you know working on whatever it is she's working and he sits up as he does and then he like walks over to her very quietly as a huge lumbering dead thing will and uh and he grabs her and like wrestles her and and wrestles her over to uh, a sink filled with uh liquid nitrogen and there's no cover on it because why would you want one something that can easily kill some so he then throws you know uh shoves her head into the liquid nitrogen her face freezes he pulls it back up and her her head is all frozen, and then he hits her head on the uh, on the hard counter, uh-huh. and basically her frozen head just shatters in all this like red slushy ice. Yeah, and uh, and I don't know why that scene disturbed me so much when I saw it. Like you said, maybe I wasn't watching it in context and realized like, oh well, there's a million scenes like this in the movie. But yeah. for some reason, watching it on its own, like I always thought, I've said this before, I think. I've always wanted to watch, uh, see like a short film made w- with that actress uh-huh. about her going to school and realizing her dream of being a scientist and a and space scientist, a space no scientist. Less. like when she gets word that's like, you've been approved to go on this flight. She's like, oh my gosh, this is great. You know, and then, and then you just put in scenes because of her she's, in the she's movie. studying the effect of weightlessness on, uh, open sinks full of exactly. liquid nitrogen. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's her dream and he ruins it. You know, uh, it's in an, uh, kind of an ironic way, really. Yeah. And, uh, but like I, for some reason, I always thought like, oh man, that's because then we're seeing her as a person, not just uh, something that gets its face smashed in. And then it's like, what am I thinking? Uh-huh. What am I even talking about? Uh, but yes, it is an awesome death scene seeing her frozen face get smashed into little slushy bits. Yeah. So. Um, okay. This we wanted to keep this one short. So there's a couple other ones I wanted to mention. Okay. Well, there's one. Okay. Well, let's talk about. There's one that's. It's a, it's a death scene that's that's written to be awesome and is almost overdone okay. because the rest of the movie is not that great, but it turns out to be a truly awesome death scene, okay. which is Samuel Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. That's right. Which everyone knew we were going to mention because I think that's that's yeah. more or less what that movie is known for now, <laughs> yeah. like having the awesome Samuel L. Jackson death scene. Yeah. Um, at the end of a, of a speech, <clears throat> an inspiring yeah. speech. Yeah. And the thing is, if you... If you know that it's going to happen, I guess it takes away from it a little bit. Yeah. But even, I think the first time I saw it, I kind of knew it was going to happen. It ju- I, You get a sense that it's like... It's like, why did he step away? Why is he right. walking over by the water? Yeah, it's just a little bit like, you don't know that that's going to happen. Like, if you don't know it's going to happen, you certainly don't know that that's going to happen that way. Right. But something is unsettling. Yeah, like, and that's why it works. It's just a little too close to the open water and just, it's... But it works so perfectly because yeah, and because he gives the speech well. Yeah, yeah, That's he a big gives part it with it. full commitment, and he, you know, he read the script, yeah. <laughs> and so he knows what's coming. He could have played into that, but he doesn't because he's a good actor, uh, regardless what you know uh, he's been doing lately. But I want to get into <clears throat> quickly a couple of um, well, okay, let's deeply see. There's one other iconic death scene, which is Thelma and Louise driving off the cliff. Okay, so oh shoot, I have I have I have a, like three more horror ones. I won't go into detail oh, okay. about them. One is uh, from Day of the Dead, okay. in which a character that is uh, very unpleasant, uh, called his name is Captain Rhodes, uh-huh. and he uh, basically gets torn in half by uh, zombies, and they have like you know uh, 
pig guts and stuff like yeah. come out and and all that and uh and apparently they only had one i watched like a making of and uh apparently they only had like one set of pig guts uh-huh and but they were all enclosed in the fake body and then when it got ripped open just this smell was revealed and everybody Ugh. was like oh my gosh and like people and so then then like the crew cast and crew were uh treated to uh the site of zombies like vomiting you know because <laughs> of the, because of the smell but um so that's one uh another one is uh this is a horror movie i guess uh and it's and you know everybody has seen it which is uh, the exploding head scene in scanners yeah very iconic classic um and then I would say one that is for me, of course, it's a, it's a horrible movie, but I find a great deal of pleasure in watching John Voight get eaten by a big snake, vomited up, and eaten and eaten again. Um, just I never saw Anaconda. Okay. Oh yeah, right. I didn't say what it was from. That, that's Baby Geniuses too, by the way. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, <laughs> they really they really thought outside the box on that one. Um, but basically, because uh, what they do is, uh, you know, th- it's like you know you're going to see this character because he's kind of the villain. You know he- you're going to see him get killed or probably eaten by a snake. But the way in which they – and what's more is Ebert gave the movie three and a half stars. But he starts his paragraph saying, like, at the beginning of the movie, they talk about how the anaconda is rare among snakes because it eats its prey, vomits it back up, and eats it again. He's like – I had a sneaking suspicion that that's what I was going to see in this movie. <laughs> and sure enough, I did. And uh, and so you see him, but you also, it's all about the camera angle, you know? And so as it's starting to eat him, it, it cuts to a, uh, a camera angle from inside the snake. And you see him being swallowed up and all that. And then it, and then you think he's gone, and then later it throws him back up, and he's partially digested, and there's like gooey stuff on him and and then like he winks implying he's still alive and then it eats him again so uh yeah it's uh i think i need to see that movie i think you kind of (laughs) do so and you also see uh you see all kinds of uh you know uh not well-known actors but you get to see uh owen wilson get uh get all eaten up by a snake yeah yeah i got to see owen wilson get his head knocked off in the haunting that's right but then uh, that movie wasn't worth it right right (laughs) Anaconda might be worth it now. You know, now, now that I think of it, that one's about twelve years old now too. So, okay. Now I want to talk. Uh, there's one I want to talk about that when I first saw it, it really did affect me. Like it's in theory supposed to, but that's because I didn't know better and I didn't know that it's not really a very good movie and yeah. it's ridiculous. And that's Brad Pitt getting hit by two cars in Meet, <laughs> Meet Joe Black. And the first time I saw it, I, I was like fifteen or whatever, yeah. and I was like, oh man, like oh, because he just like had that moment with. What's her name? Claire yeah. Forlani, like the most wooden actress on the planet. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that got to me at all. That movie. I think yeah. I was just, I was just too young to know any better. Yeah. <laughs> just it was moving images and people talking. I'm moved by it, apparently. But uh, now, if you watch, and especially now because the sort of CG technology has come so much further, and it yeah. just looks so ridiculous <laughs> when he's slipping through the air. And plus, what? Did, why is he stopped in the middle of the fucking road? I, I don't care how beautiful Claire, Fla- Claire Forlani is. Uh, get to the other side of the road before you turn around. Well, and that's always been... Anytime somebody is like... And it, it happens in the first Final Destination as well. Anytime somebody is hit by cars, yeah, it's like, yeah, just because it's off screen doesn't mean you shouldn't see it. It's a big bus. Yeah. Like, Plus, buses don't move that fast. Right. Ever. Yeah, and the bus because driver... they're going like a block at a time and making yeah. stops. Like... I mean, it's probably not express, you know. Um, well, actually, 
here's what a nerd I am. Oh, jeez. In Final Destination 2, okay. we learned, and they kind of gave this up in, in the third one, which would have been fun. They learned that each of the people uh, who's um, slated for death, essentially, yep. has some relation to the deaths in the first movie. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, and it's really weird stuff. And one woman says that she was on a bus, but it's supposed to be like a greyhound that hits somebody. Yeah. But if you remember the scene, they're like in like a downtown, like a city yeah, center, yeah. like by coffee shops and stuff. Yeah. The greyhound isn't going through there at 65 <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I was on this greyhound with this really drunk bus driver, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he was a little off course. Um, but uh, let's see. Okay. So as far as I'm looking at my list here. There's only probably two more that I want to get to. One is, of course, and we don't need to go into detail on it, which is the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure. Which is, uh, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than watching Nazis melt. Yeah. And especially, and I never remember the name of the character, the guy in the black hat, you know. Yeah. Uh, The way he melts. Like, everybody else just kind of, like that one, like the the lead Nazi, like, he kind of almost implodes. Like, he Uh kind of gets sucked inward. Um, and then Belloc's head explodes, and then, uh, but then, then the guy in the black hat, he just melts, and you hear this horrible gurgling sound, and uh-huh. it's, oh, it's so much fun. And then uh, Temple of Doom, of course, has the heart the heart thing. out, which yeah. is cool. And, and then I the, guess Last Crusade has, like, the guy's head rolling down the steps, which is cool, and the... And the guy, like, aging really fast before our eyes oh, and, right, and becoming yeah. dead. Yeah, becoming dead, that, that was a... Dying, And the I one guy, the when the tank goes over the cliff, and the guy's, like, half in, half out of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Meh. I'm not a big fan of the third one. Really? I like it. Yeah. I, I, I we've like talked it. about it before, yeah. I think. We'll talk about it. Uh, in fact, we'll probably talk about it, uh, I'd say, in the next episode, which you can listen to in a few days. Um, but I tell you, speaking of people melting, uh huh. I love Judge Doom's death in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I, we didn't even really talk about, like, Movies that are like comedies, like we talk about. Yeah, there were a couple I wanted to mention. I mean, Groundhog Day has a bunch of funny deaths in it. Yeah, yeah. Seems like there's... Oh, there's one more I want to get to, but you go. Okay, but Judge Doom, it's just such a... It's just so hilarious. First off, he dies like several times. Like one is just where he gets, you know, rolled over by a steamroller. Uh And he's like screaming a little bit. He hasn't really been revealed as, like, a tune yet, uh-huh. and so his voice is not insanely high. Um, but uh, but he's... So he's, like, screaming and, like, freaking out and stuff like that. But then, after it's after he's been flattened and it's revealed that he... Excuse me, that he is a, uh, that he is a tune, and then he gets... Then he finds himself in a puddle of dip. Like, at that point, he just lets fly with just this weird... High pitched voice, yeah. like, and he's just like, wah, wah! And it's this <laughs> weird thing, and his eyes are bugging out, and he's freaking out, and all that. And it's just such a, it's like a mixture of like, it's like the Wicked Witch, you know, but it's also, it's kind of disturbing. It's like, yeah. this is a kid's movie. Like, I remember it struck me, it really kind of freaked me out when I was, because I saw it in the theater, but I must have been like six. Yeah. And I, you certainly don't expect that scene when you're six. But uh, but you kind of it's like oh he deserves it you know he's a horrible person. <laughs> Can I tell my story about Who Framed Roger Rabbit when okay. I was little? I had seen it I don't know when, but then I was watching it a second time. I was watching, watching it with my dad who hadn't seen it, you know. Yeah. And when he, when Judge Doom like tells his like his whatever minions or whatever you know one of these days you laugh yourself to death. I turned to my dad and I was like remember that. <laughs> 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 that's 
that is such a kid thing to do. Yeah. It's like, that, pay attention, Dad. That's very important. Um, <laughs> so you said you had one more you wanted to get to. Yeah, okay. And it's a, it's a movie that had a lot of promise and was not as good as it could have been. Okay. Uh, there's a whole story behind that for nerds who know it already. Uh, but it's the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Okay. Um, and it Paul Rubens. Oh, yeah. Who <laughs> gets staked. And it's like just suddenly in the middle of like a, basically at the climax of the movie, and all of yeah. a sudden he's like, oh. And it just like ah. takes the whole movie like down to like just a crawl. <laughs> yeah. Just dying forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then like literally it's as if he like stubbed his toe like that kind of thing where you're just like where it hurts more than it should for longer than it should but, and it's just it doesn't it's not incredibly painful but it's just like an annoyance like yeah, the fact like, that he's oh. dying and then like he does a little thing where like he hits his he kicks his foot against yeah. the wall and it's like ah 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 and it's just uh yeah paul rubens it's time for him to get big again, like just yeah. doing something amazing. I don't know what. Well, he's great on when he was when he was on Reno Nine One One a couple of times, and okay, he was in the, he was in the movie, the Reno Nine One One movie. Okay, uh, yeah, very. And funny he was also that. in Mystery Men, which has an, another yeah. death that I love, which is Captain Amazing. <laughs> yeah, because that there's another one like Whoa! There, that's weird. You know, where Greg Kinnear, who's like the most nice, like the nicest guy, the most noble guy in the world, and his face gets all freaked out and bent up and he eventually dies. Yeah. But uh, I think I've actually, at this point with Mystery Men, I think I've covered literally every death on here, with the possible exception of Major Kong's death from Dr. Strangelove, because that is an iconic death. And we wanted to keep this episode short, which we've kind of done. Yeah, for us (laughs) at uh, this point. Yeah, all right. What do we need to tell them? Uh, okay, uh, another so episode in a few days. In a few days. Uh, don't nope. forget to click on donate. Yeah, that's right. Um, seriously, everybody, uh, we put a lot of effort into this. And, and uh, some money. <laughs> and a fair amount of money. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, I don't like putting it in, this, in, the, in, in these terms, but if, every, if everybody who subscribed donated even just a small amount, I won't even say what it is, just like whatever you have in your pockets, like if everybody who subscribed donated whatever you have in your pockets... David and I would be taken care of for a while, and, uh, and yeah. it would enable us to also Ooh. do more things, which is kind of nice. Which is something we want to do, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, also write us good reviews on iTunes. We said we were going to start yeah, asking about that, right. and we and we didn't. But we, we, we so we, we we become shameless. Yeah, we want you to give us good reviews in iTunes and money. We also <laughs> and money. good reviews and money. That's that's what we do it for. Uh, it's not a labor of love anymore. Uh, we got we got to get some money. We got to get paid. <laughs> um, but uh, also, if you want to sponsor us, that's fine, too. Yeah, because uh, that's, that's, that's yeah, the goal, right. isn't it? More on that later. But uh, we would, anyway. we would, Hey, if you can find us a sponsor, we'll stop asking you for money. <laughs> there you go. That's a little challenge to you, listeners. We won't bring up the donate button again if you find us a sponsor. <laughs> it's a little contest in which everybody wins. Um, all right. So uh, thanks for listening. And, of course, uh, if you have any deaths, any awesome death scenes that you want to talk about, uh, you can email us, or you can discuss it in uh, in the uh, forum on the Battleship Pretension website. It's battleshippretension.com. That's right. The email is battleshippretension at hotmail.com. That's right. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.